Welcome to Truvine Talks with Rachel and Linda. We've taken a little break. And so we're back and we'd like to, you know, start out February with, um, you know, what everyone talks about in February, which is romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we know what healthy bonds look like. We know what a secure attachment based upon previous podcasts that we've shared. Um, I guess just to rehash, a secure bond is when you're in a relationship where that person sees you, hears you, um, meets you for your emotional needs and validates you as a person. Mm -hmm. And they don't make you feel bad for having a need, an emotional need. So um, that would be a healthy, secure bond. Um, both of you are able to share and it's responded to in a way that's not, the person's not defensive with you and they're, or they're not attacking you because you feel that way. That's a healthy, emotional, secure bond. Would you agree, Rachel? I would absolutely agree. Yeah, it's there's, you feel safe and secure enough to show up as your authentic self in that relationship. And it doesn't feel like you have to meet an expectation or earn their love. Yeah, you're not trying to earn that person's yeah. love. Well stated. So, but we're not going to talk about secure bonds today. <laughs> we're going to talk about unhealthy bonds today. Yeah, specifically trauma bonds. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump right in. What is a trauma bond? Mm -hmm. uh, and so, from, from what I've read, uh, Dr. Patrick Carnes is the author of The Betrayal Bond, Breaking Free of Exploitive Relationships, is who coined the term traumatic bonding. And he says that this is a bond where, um, you know, based on our earliest relationships with a caregiver in childhood, we had a consistently unmet need. And we have now found ourselves in a relationship where we are desperately trying to get that need met. And it is yeah. still in that relationship, not consistently met. We're have, we have to, feels like we have to keep fighting for it because that's what we're used to. It's fighting for that need to be met. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really good. I like what he says about that. And if you grew up with not having a secure attachment to either caregiver, and like what he's saying, you're constantly trying to get their love, their validation. Hey, you might perform, you might work hard, you might do all these things. And they may give you a moment or they may not. And when they would give you a moment, you would just grasp onto it like a little kid. You know, you're just like, oh, wow, they see me. Mm -hmm. And then they go away that fearful attachment chaotic style and then you're left there feeling alone and sad again 
And it's this constant cycle where you're trying to get that need met. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes you feel love. Sometimes you feel like you're being, um, you know, pushed away or ignored or unloved. Yeah. And what he's saying is true because when you're growing up, if you're used to that push pull, like you shared earlier, you're going to be attracted to someone who pushes and pulls you in. Mm -hmm. That's the yeah. same attachment style. It's comfortable. It's what you're used to. We love to be able to predict the future, even if that future is like painful and miserable and scary. At least knowing somewhat of what's going to happen is more comfortable to us as humans than the unknown. Yes. Yeah, exactly, Rachel. Like we want to um, be able to predict what the day's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And if push, pull is what you're used to, okay, I know what to expect. Yeah, it's like autopilot. No, that's like easy and comfortable. We're like rooted in the familiar. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not healthy for you or the yeah. other person. Right. But yeah. So true. Yes. So I think we've covered that part. So my nerdy self, here's the display. <laughs> How do trauma bonds form and what we were sharing is that parental bond and we did it you know we I think we've covered that part and mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. Rachel what makes these bonds so hard to, to sort of pull away from and you know like what we we're talking about just now detach or what else is the draw to that type of bond do you think mm. well I think this kind of connects the how they form to why they're so hard to get out of. And so like as humans, we're we're always in search of love. Like we're we're driven to bond, right? Because bonds equal survival. So in a way, like finding love is finding a source of life. Like we know we're going to be able to to continue to make it if we can find a safe other to help us right mm -hmm. so when you're if you're a child and you grow up in this kind of like chaotic environment where sometimes you feel loved sometimes you feel like you're not worthy of love maybe <laughs> that <laughs> kind of changes you at a neurochemical level to where you think that this is what a bond looks like, right? And so we can literally become addicted to this change in the chemicals that are released in our body, right? So love, when we're experiencing that, there's this rush of oxytocin and that feels good. And the brain loves that. Ah, oh, it's like reassuring, feels mm. safe, yes. And then the opposite of that, when, when we experience the stress um, chemical cortisol, that's when we're being, we're getting the silent treatment or we're being yelled at, right? We're being criticized. Our reality 
our needs and emotions that we're sharing are being unvalidated. We're being told, mm-hmm. stop crying. No. Oh yeah. Or I'll give you something to cry about. You have nothing to be sad about, right? That is cortisol, right? And so we, when I say we can like almost like get addicted to this push pull of love and withdrawal of love. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a rush of two really powerful chemicals in our bodies, like oxytocin and then cortisol and then oxytocin and then cortisol. And so if we find ourselves, like if that's what we're used to, and then we find ourselves in what's actually a healthy, safe relationship, that actually feels boring. Yeah. And it seems like, oh, I just don't have chemistry with this person. Because we're confusing the butterflies and chemistry of love with that oxytocin, cortisol, oxytocin, cortisol. Yeah. That's what we're like searching for because that's what's familiar. And Mm -hmm. quotations safe in our mind because it's familiar when it's really emotionally damaging. Well stated. Yeah, Rachel. That does, for someone that had chaos, that does feel boring. Yeah, I grew up with a chaotic attachment to my biological father. And that's just, yeah, it's very hard to integrate as you're an adult. You're like, wow, that's not normal. So I've had to work hard in my adult relationships to be like, oh, that isn't normal. And, you know, that's true. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, being vulnerable on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very much. And especially, you know, movies and TV shows and books, they kind of play this push-pull as well a lot of times, unhealthy relationship dynamics. And so we find ourselves in a safe, trusting, healthy bond. We're like, ah, I just, you know, there's no spark here. I just don't, Mm -hmm. I just must not be attracted to this person. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, healthy love is not always feel like good and romantic. Sometimes it, it is boring, but that's okay. And safe and secure. Yeah. Is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A good thing. Yeah. You want you want a rock in your life. You want someone that's stable, permanent, and grounded in the earth. You don't you don't need the the hurricane whirlwind dust bowl storm all the time (laughs) yes yeah Yeah. if your relationship feels like a constant roller coaster or hurricane like you just said that's a that's a sign that you might be in a in a trauma bond yeah now couples get into negative cycles don't get too mixed up okay we work with couples and you know, and if they've had trauma as kids and they're working to create a safe, secure bond with each other, that's, they're doing their parts and they're coming together and working on the parts. So that's yeah. a unique um, difference between a trauma bond and getting into these cycles that you aren't familiar with, you don't have awareness of, you know, we're just talking about bringing yeah. awareness to that. I'm thinking of several movies, but I don't want to say that. <laughs> I know. I like, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. the listeners are too, right? They're like, oh my gosh, it's like this one and this one. Oh yeah. I mean, they make bank on these movies about 
you know, the charming guy or girl and, uh, you know, they're, they're manipulative and deceptive and they really don't feel anything for you. Mm. Wow. Oh I yeah. Have, it's hard to get out of those bonds. Yes, very hard. Yeah. I was going to share three things that I wrote down. It's like, uh, you might be in a trauma bond if, uh, and this is not like an end all be all list. It's just three things for the people who are listening. So you might be in a trauma bond if you have an obsessive compulsive pull toward particular relationships, even though you know those relationships are likely going to be problematic and have long-term consequences. Mm. Right, I hear this a lot um, with people that I work with. It's like, they're like, man, I am just attracted to this particular type of person. I end up in the same relationship over and over again. Mm -hmm. right? Like there's, there's this voice in my head that tells me don't go after this person. Oh, they're going to hurt you. And I do it anyway. Right. Um, the second one is your needs are rarely met in relationships or you're unaware of what your needs are in hmm. relationships. So if your needs were constantly unvalidated and unmet, as a child and you learned to cope with that by just not having needs um, you're not even going to know what you need in a relationship or you're going to continue to not ask for those needs to be met and feel resentful when your partner doesn't know what to do to meet your needs yeah right dismissive of your own self. yeah yeah and then the third one is you continue to betray yourself in particular relationships to get your needs met. And um, you have a lack of self-trust. So not trusting that intuition that's saying, mm -hmm. this is unhealthy, this is toxic, I need to get out. Well, yeah, and you're not always aware. Right. Because when you're a teen girl and you're in love with a sociopath like I was. Um, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Like your your guts like churning, right? And you're like, this guy's exciting. He's, he's exciting. Drops an impala, and he's like got tattoos. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the thing. You know, you're not. You're not. You don't think. Well, why does my gut hurt when I'm around this person? Mm. I'm super attracted to him, but why does my gut hurt? Oh, like you said, it's the intuition saying, stop, 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 not healthy, not safe. And it wasn't healthy and safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we get that confused, right? We think, oh, maybe that's butterfly. Oh. Maybe butterfly. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm falling in love. It's anxiety. Most of the time, butterflies are anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I know yeah. when you're a teenage girl, though, you don't know that. You don't yeah. know that you're having anxiety unless you, yeah. unless you're so wonderfully blessed to have a great counselor like Miss Rachel. Then you might be like, "Oh, that isn't just falling in love. That's uh, something else." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about this uh, kind of like cycle or these things that come up in a trauma bond. Yeah. Ready? 
Let's do it, Miss Rachel. Yes. So, first one is love bombing. Mm -hmm. Love bombing. What does that look like? Oh my goodness. So this, if you're experiencing love bombing, it happens. It's like the very beginning of a relationship, right? So you've only been not even dating. Maybe you're just talking to this yeah. person. You're just getting to know them. You barely know them. And, and they're saying things like, you're my soulmate. I've never met anybody else like you. We should <laughs> run away and get married. You're like on your second date, you know, <laughs> or, or you're just texting. You never even met in person yet. Right. It's, it's a lot and it's happening very fast. And it's much more than just that like special honeymoon phase. It's very extreme. Yeah. Yeah. When they're asking you to marry them within a month of dating them, this happened to me in high school. I was like, <laughs> That's love bombing. Yeah. I'm only 15. <laughs> yeah. Why we why we to think about marriage? We need to think about marriage. Yeah. They're pulling you in. They're pulling you in. They're yeah. they're meeting those needs of uh you know, they, they're acting like they see you like no one else has ever seen you. They know you better than anybody else. And if you step back and think about it, it's literally impossible because they just met you. Yeah. So they're, what they've done is they've created you into some type of object. Yes. You're being objectified. Yeah. That's all you are to them. Yeah. They're, they're, buying you like lavish expensive gifts and like planning um these big dates you know it, it's 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 a lot and it's and it's hard to it's hard to pick up because when you're in it you know it is that like honeymoon special phase right like oh I like this person I hope they like me too and they're just like just totally gushing over you that's mm -hmm. nice i mean who doesn't want to be like treated like a king or queen you know yeah totally yeah but it's short-lived okay yeah this is the part that gets sketchy this is the part so they've love bombed you they they've built trust say they um and the way in which they build trust is they show up mm -hmm. that's all they had to do was show up yeah trust and you now trust and depend on them because they have figured out what your unmet need is and they are constantly meeting that need and it's never been met before in the way that they're meeting it right so you are relying yeah. on that person to meet to the meet that, I mean, that might be words of affirmation that mm. might be a gift might be some of those love might be money might be they money. might be supporting you financially yeah yeah that's yeah. a that's a big one right there mm. so now you've become dependent on this individual they become your little god right little g mm. Mm -hmm. um, your idol, your hero. They're great. Hero. Yeah. All of a and sudden. All of a sudden. 
what happened? Start to criticize you. Mm -hmm. Start to criticize you, start to manipulate you. Mm -hmm. They're very controlling. They're very jealous about who you spend your time with, what you do when you're mm -hmm. not with them. They're unvalidating. If you could express a need or a feeling or a concern, like if you try to set a boundary with them, they have this like magical way of flipping that around and making it all your fault. Mm -hmm. And so now you feel guilty and terrible because you were upset with them and tried to express that. And you're like, wait a minute. What, what just <laughs> happened here? <laughs> right? You just hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Or, or they scare all the people that were your friends or that are closest to you, like show up at their place of work and say mean things and embarrass uh, that person. Yeah. You notice that the relationships you had before entering this relationship are like you're losing people. They're not as close. Yeah, in your life. Because they're pushing everyone in your life away from you. They're isolating you so that all you have is them. Because they're your God. Mm -hmm. At this point, you know, they become your little G. That's what they want. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Then you feel manipulated. And when someone manipulates you, they're, they're controlling your behavior. They're controlling your day-to-day. -day. They're controlling your interactions with others, with yourself, and with them. Mm -hmm. You say that's accurate for manipulation, Rachel? Yeah. Yeah. Another part of manipulation is um, love bombing can actually show up here as well. It's very intense in the beginning. And then sometimes, like, let's say... Uh, this person cheated on you or something right? mm -hmm. uh, and you found out you caught them and you're very upset and you're thinking about leaving love bomb love bomb love bomb pull you back in love bomb you're my soulmate it was a mistake yeah. love bomb love bomb love bomb yeah if you they mess up and you might leave the love it's good that's gonna start the cycle over right love bombing comes back in very good yeah so then you feel out of control you feel like you're you just you know if you're in this type of bond you start to feel out of control that you can't you can't function without them anymore you're like how did I get here how did I get here hmm you gave up control because in the beginning you felt good it happens to all of us well, it happened to me as a young person. So, I mean, you just, well, it, yeah. It, it feels safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know what a safe relationship really looks and feels like, and all of a sudden this person is expressing all this love and meeting all these needs. I was checking the Wi-Fi, go ahead. I know, yeah, we froze up a little bit there, huh? Yeah. Right. Are we still here on? Okay, good. Yeah, giving up control. Yeah, I was saying it's like this false sense of security. If you don't know what safe and healthy oh. really looks like, and you're just getting all this love, all these needs met, 
yeah, you feel on top it, of the world. Yeah. And so, yeah, you just you kind of give up control because this person's feels like they're, they're going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. We know that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then you lose yourself to that person. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, like Rachel said, you feel secure and safe. Then um, you just get in this constant, you're addicted to the cycle. Like you're like, well, um, I'm going to break this off. You get fed up. He's taking it too, or he or she's taking it too far. And then they love bomb me again. And then you find yourself whew, back in. Yeah. Um, how do, how do we help? How do we help inform our listeners how to, how to sort of make sense of that and become aware that you're, you're in that? How do we help them know that? Well, there's a lot of shame people experience when they get stuck in like a, a, a trauma bond because yeah. there's a part of them that feels like, well, I should be, I should be smarter than this. It's oh. my fault that I that I got into this situation and I can't get out and nobody understands, right? Because maybe your friends and family see all of the red flags and they're not focusing on the good parts. They're just focusing on the negative and they're like, look at, look at how many ways this person has hurt you. Just leave. Why don't you get out? They don't understand the intoxicating pull of that oxytocin rush. Mm-hmm. you know that just yep. keeps you coming back for more right so yeah. secondly you want to go figure out do some self-care and get your own oxytocin rush mm-hmm. find a yeah. secure attachment whether that's a counselor a friend a family member and share that with them someone you trust yeah Yeah, and it is. Yeah, and it. I think if you decide, and hopefully when you decide to leave this person, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be really hard. But it it has to be zero contact. You have to completely and entirely cut that person out of your life. You have to block them on everything, delete their Mm -hmm. phone number, or block their phone number. Uh, Mm -hmm. because they will try to contact you they will try to reach you and the likelihood of them pulling you back in is pretty high because like I said it that intoxicating pull of that that oxytocin rush is that's a neurochemical influence right yeah that is what people with addiction struggle with your brain is telling you that you need it you're right. And for the person that's doing this to you, they're getting a rush from doing it. Absolutely. They're yeah. getting the oxytocin release from control. Yeah. They're just as addicted to the bond as you are. Yeah. Right. And hopefully they will go get help once you set up, cut them off, get a boundary. And, you know, that's <clears throat> in the, you know, the Christian realm, that's a hard, uh, you know, thing to do because you know you've been taught to love turn the other cheek forgive reach forgive show compassion mercy 
And I always share with folks, yeah, and, and you know, he also told Peter, get behind me, Satan, okay? Because when someone is behaving in a way that's blocking you from your, your authentic self, like Rachel always shares, they don't really care about you. Yeah. So you can cut them off as a Christian. You can yes. cut that person off and that's okay. Yes. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. And just so I, that I can explain for anyone that that's unclear for, like when you're not able to be your authentic self, I'm talking about your needs are not being consistently met mm -hmm. and you're not able, your boundaries are not being respected. Exactly. Right. You maybe feel like you're not allowed or not able to set boundaries because they're being so consistently crossed all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it feels like you, you can't be you. <laughs> you have to be another a version of what right. someone else wants or needs in order to get the love that you need. And how are you going to be in the image of your creator as you know him, you know, whether you're a different religion or have a different belief? you know, that's okay too. Like if you have a differing um, view of self that that doesn't match your belief system and you becoming something else that you know doesn't feel right for you, then no, that's not, you're going to, you know, like Jesus says, like get behind me. Say, well, what he's saying is you're getting in the way of my path. <laughs> you're mm -hmm. not part of the path right now. So I'm going to put you over here, okay? I've got a purpose and I'm going towards that. And that's what I'm Yes, got. yes. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that because that's so important. And that's something that people who are getting out of these kinds of relationships really need to hear because it's very easy to get caught up on everything you're letting go of or everything you're leaving behind. So it's very important to be looking forward. And to be looking ahead at everything mm -hmm. that you're going to gain. Right. Mm -hmm. If someone's I getting in the way of your purpose, mm -hmm. block. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move you over here, like in a chessboard. I'm going to move you over here because I've got a path, you know, and that's, that's my path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, healthy relationships allow for mutual evolution. Both partners should be, have, be able to have like the freedom and support to mm. be fully seen and heard and understood by one another. Mm -hmm. And if you know, you're in a bond of this nature and you're trying to, you, know, you got this felt sense, this doesn't feel right. Go to our website and www.truevinewv.com and, you know, you can find out some more about us and we're happy to get connected with one of our counselors. If it's not Miss Rachel or me, it could be Caitlin or Marlene and we'll, we'll help you to sort of sort through that. And if you're a couple and you grew up with traumatic bonds and maybe you and your partner have noticed that you're in this a, a different type of cycle, not this cycle, but just in a negative cycle, we can help you repair that and learn another way. That's, that's why emotionally focused therapy is so helpful. 
especially if you had trauma as a kid, you, you don't know any different cycle. You don't know right. attachment is how you thought things should go. <laughs> exactly. That's important too. It's um, trauma bonds aren't always destined for failure. If both people are, are able to see, hey, we're stuck in this cycle mm-hmm. and we want, we want to do something about it. And both people put in the effort to make yeah. changes and validate mm-hmm. one another it can become a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Listen, you're never, it's never too late to learn. <laughs> yeah. Never too late. So that's why Rachel and I love what we do here at True Vine. And we appreciate our listeners and the support and the kind comments that you guys leave. Um, we appreciate you supporting our small business and we're just grateful. So if you have any further questions, feel free to visit our website or shoot us an email. Any other thoughts, Miss Rachel? I don't think so. I've enjoyed talking about this. I hope it was helpful for people to hear. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.